Thank you for listening to Fashion Africana Podcast. Please be respectful of the intellectual property featured in this episode. Hello everyone, I'm Beatrice Angadola and you're listening to Fashion Africana Podcast and today I'm speaking with Yega. Hi. Hi. It's so good to have you here on the podcast. Yega, could you please briefly introduce yourself to us? Hi everyone, um, I'm so, so pleased to be here. Um, my name is Yega, as she said already, I'm a fashion illustrator um, I'm presently working in um, England. I um, primarily I work in in fashion, so fashion illustration. Um, I do dabble into you know children's books from time to time if I feel it's a really important topic or something I want to be part of. But my love is for luxury fashion. Um, women's wear is a favourite, um, and I've been at this for about six, going on seven years. I previously worked in um, law. I got very bored very quickly and I decided to take illustration seriously and, you know, make a career out of it. So it's been an interesting journey. Thank you for having me on today. Sorry, this sounds so interesting because coming from <laughs> law, I mean, tell yeah. me, uh, how did you get started? Because law and mm-hmm. fashion is, yeah, something else. I mean, I think I think my I would call it a late start because I think even from when I was very young and as any artist would say, it's not a special story. Everyone who's really artistically inclined, you notice that from very little, you always love to sketch. And I remember um, earliest, I think my earliest memory of drawing is I have an older sister and two older sisters and my very eldest he used to sketch the pageants. So if we had Miss South Africa, Miss Nigeria pageants, all those sorts of things. And the first time I ever saw her, I probably was about six or seven and I was in love with it. And I tried to copy what she was doing. Um, And I never stopped after that. I just continued to sketch. And I think that's why clothing is my first memory of sketching. It's my first memory of drawing. Um, So she stopped. My sister does not draw anymore in any way, shape or form. So it's, I think it's so interesting how you can hone a skill or you can sort of just forget about it and let it, let it go. Um, in school, I would always be in art competitions co- consistently. That was one feature of my, of my schooling years. And I think when some old classmates see me on Instagram and things like that, they're like, oh, I'm so happy you pursued this. I'm so happy you went along with this. You continued with it. Um, but I think after, after I finished, I think it was because I, I grew up in Lagos and after I finished secondary school, it was very, you know, in Africa, you don't really say, hi dad, I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, like, you can't do that. Eh? <laughs> it's not something that they applaud you and they go, yes, my daughter, go ahead. So it's, it's, it was something I, I took as a, as a hobby. I never saw anyone model to me that I could be, you know, permanently, I could be an an artist as a career. So, and I had this memory of somebody saying, do you want to have your shop on the roadside or something like that? I don't know who said that to me, but I I just thought, hmm, art, well, I I, I talk a lot. I'm very, very social, very talkative. I might as well do law. It'd be, it'd be nice because you watch all the TV shows and you see, you know, 
um, them in court and it looks really glamorous. So I thought yeah. it'd be a good fit for me. I love literature. I loved all those sorts of um, subjects. Yeah. So I went on, I pursued um, law. When I got bored of it, because I think I was a lawyer for about six months, and then I said, no, I cannot do this. And I decided, I know what to do. I'll get an MSc in marketing. <laughs> a complete pivot sidestep, thinking that would make me happier. That would, Because, you know, I could do fashion marketing. And finally, I'd be in fashion. I'd be, I'd be able to do what I love. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, so the only problem was when I did finish, I still felt like I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Oh, and it was when I had my, because I'm married with, with two children, when I had my first daughter um, and I was home, maternity leave, and my husband knew me as a sketcher because you don't ever stop sketching on your books, on paper, whatever you find. And he said, you know what, you're home, why don't you just start, you know, sketching, put things out. You, you, you sketch these things at home, people would appreciate them, put them out, let your friends see them. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great, great. In 2014, it was not planned. It was completely, um, not by accident, but it was not like, oh, here I am. I'm an illustrator now and I will. And I have to give props to Instagram. I mean, I know there's a lot of negative. There's a lot of um, ills that do, can, can come from social media. But I, I must say that one thing Instagram's done is it's opened up, especially on the African continent, it's opened up um, our minds to what career can be, yeah. to what your 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 job can be exactly um, seeing people like i respect like megan hess and, and david downton and people who have made a long-term career not a flash in the pan you know 16 years 20 years sketching when i saw that i was like wait 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 this is her job <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do every day and i think one real pivotal moment was when um i actually got my first email somebody actually well dm and said you know i'd love you to sketch something for me and oh, this is my budget. Somebody's going to pay me to sketch. And that's when I really started to think, look, I, this can be, you know, something I do long term and I love it. I will never get tired of it. It's something I've always done. And it just sort of snowballed from there. Wow. You know, this is so good to hear because people always wonder, how do you get into the business? How can you get started? You mm -hmm. know, and you just followed your heart. You were passionate about it. You just said, okay, let me try and go into fashion marketing, you were still not satisfied, you kept on. And this is so beautiful because if I just think of it, I mean, so from what I understand, so by 2014, you were now, you know, doing mm -hmm. your sketches. So already yeah. in September 2017, you were already invited to create artwork for the um, celebrations, marking the yes. first ever Vogue Arabia September cover. September cover. Yeah, which you is nuts thinking about it now. You know, <laughs> I mean, amazing. I promise you, in my mind, it seemed much longer. <laughs> I think it will, I, I will not say it's been, it's been a difficult journey for me because I've enjoyed it. I really have. Um, but I must give, you know, credit to my husband as well because he's been very supportive. Yeah. So um, at the beginning stages, you don't have necessarily have um, a, a consistent income. You exactly. don't have, you can't project financially and say, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get 12 illustration jobs next month. So it's really a leap of faith. And I think that's why a lot of mainly, um, even in Africa, if we're going to talk about the illustration landscape there, you, you really have to have a lot of guts 
or very big pockets to say, I'm going to try this illustration thing because there's no guarantee. So um, I, I must give credit to the fact that I had financial support at the beginning stages. Yeah. And so I was able to um, take that risk because that's what it was to take that risk. You need a roof over your head. You need so many things um, uh, to keep yourself going. So to, to, to have done that and then just you mentioning the three years, it didn't seem like three years. It seemed much longer, but I've had really good things happen to me along the way. And I, it's about taking opportunities, isn't it? Yeah, and they keep up, you know, last year, 2020, you also created illustrations mm -hmm. for British Vogue to announce the launch of the oh, new yes. Vogue Insiders platform. Congrats to that. Yes. And then Thank also you. you work with Fashion Trust Arabia to promote the launch yes. of the 2021 prize. You know, I mean, yes. this is so um, beautiful to hear that there is a possibility. Of course, you said something very important. Um, you had, of course, the kind of, yeah, confidence because there was this financial yeah. support you know so you were able Definitely. to just focus on what you want and and how you 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 want it to be so i think this this really matters in in um it does, it does. in in a life um where your background mm. is from um what is your situation the current situation how's the financial situation yeah. Um, because we have yeah. so much talent. I mean, if I look into African countries, I mean, yeah, you said it, you have Nigerian origin. Um, yeah. I mean, um, what would you say needs to be done? Because the talents are there, mm. but just the, the, the finance is missing out. Have you thought of um, alternative um, solutions, how to also um, support the younger generation, yeah. young talents? Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you you said that because I think it's something that if we don't if we don't address it, it it'll continue and we'll we'll just see our youth going into the you know four major whatever it's called careers or oh, we have to be a doctor or an engineer but we are progressively moving towards a creative economy and um, I think with the with the population balance in Africa it's it's youth led I mean it's such a young continent compared to the other continents so I think. Um, just like what you said, the talent that's available. I mean, if you're looking at Kenya, there's Phoebe Uma, you know, um, there's a lot of talent out of Ghana, Papa Opong, um, and Nigeria as well, which I'm more familiar with, obviously, because I'm, I'm from Nigeria. And um, there's amazing talent out there. But I think they're also having to constantly have this balance between I need to support myself and then I need to dream my dreams. Um, and that's not sustainable because... I've even right now when I can say I have a full grasp of my business, I have a full grasp of my craft and what I'm, I'm hoping to do. Um, I still have that struggle when I get approached by say an African brand or um, even, even just a, a private commission and you see the disparity in the, in the fees that are being offered <clears throat> is, is it's a really wide disparity and it has nothing to do with expecting to live a lavish lifestyle i mean just the regular minimum wage people don't see art as something that takes time yeah. as something that takes a lot of energy and and um um it's just it's the same as any other occupation so if i was i always give this example to friends and family if i was a hairdresser or if i was a, a, a seamstress you wouldn't come to me and say, hey, seamstress, can you just make me a free dress? 
just make me one dress. I promise just one dress and I'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I mean, posting on Instagram, I can't take a post on Instagram to the store and buy clothes for my children or, you know, um, pay my rent and things like that. But a lot of the time, the word collaboration was being abused. I don't know about bloggers. I don't know about the other people. But the illustration, the yeah. word collaboration has been abused. And it's, I think, I've, I've fallen victim to it because obviously sometimes you really, really want to collaborate with that kind of brand or whatnot. But then a lot of the times, you have, sometimes you have to wake up and say no. If I was a website builder, you pay me. If I was doing your logo, you pay me. So why is it when I'm sketching and I'm creating designs for your brand, which you're going to sell on, or I'm creating an animation, which is going to promote your products, you're going to receive money. Why don't I get paid? Why am I the only one in this whole equation that needs to collaborate for free? So it's a mindset change. It's not only educating, I think, the illustrators about their worth mm. and about the fact that you have a product that's very valuable. If they could do it themselves, they wouldn't email you. So I think it's, it's, it's the truth. I had to really give myself a few talks. And then um, it's also about educating the masses and creating an appreciation for art, which is why the, the way in which I think um, the West is ahead in terms of the appreciation for art. It's, al it's almost natural. It's almost been promoted as, as normal. Mm. So it, I think for us on the African continent, it's still sculpture. It's still fine art, oil painting. Yeah. There's a very... There's a very traditional view of what art is. Yeah. It, it's still building, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's, it's, it's still building, <laughs> but it's still the, the mindset, you know, it's so, I would say yeah. somehow old fashioned because when we look into the 80s, you know, this whole it, no folklore um, yeah. view is still somehow um, like a cloud over Africa, you know, and now you will have the contemporary artists and, and now we are yes. really speaking of contemporary artists, you know, and this yeah. is something, yeah, what I also see in fashion, um, it took a long run until also the media understood this is not it, not all folklore we are speaking of. This is contemporary. We're speaking of high end. We're speaking of luxury fashion. Um, True. And, and I can imagine, yeah, what you're saying, I can absolutely relate to because um, it's, it's a journey. And that's why voices like yours, you know, you're such a great ensemble, the way you work and what you have achieved, you know, to, to let people see that, okay, there's something about it there's also illustration yeah. coming out of the diaspora coming out of africa yeah. you know so it's not always broken down to yeah sculpture painting and, and really if you're if, if i'm honest Beatrice, that's where you find the funding that's where you see the funding if you're looking for artists i mean let's let's look at all the fairs and and contests and prizes that go on very few of them are tailored to illustration um, and even more so when you're niche and then you're from the African continent, you're almost like the forgotten, <laughs> the forgotten sector, you know. So I think it's so important for us to um, elevate this art form, not only because it's beautiful to look at, but also it's so it's so integral to the, the design process. Everything starts with the sketch, even if you're not a professional illustrator and you're a designer, you have a thought in your head. You're not going to beam it to your to your atelier or your your design team you're going to have to sketch down and say this is what i'm thinking oh this is one you need illustrators and before we, we can look back to the 1930s before the advent of you know the fashion photographer it was it was normal to have illustrators in every fashion house 
in, in, in magazines, Vogue magazine, Harper's Bazaar, all the greats that mm. we talk about started, it started from there that women would look to illustration to say, oh, that's what it's going to look like. But now, I mean, I love photography because I think illustration kind of bounces off photography. We get a lot of our inspiration from the photos we see. But I also think that we've been relegated and it's, there's no encouragement from many quarters. So your yeah. question was, you know, what are we trying to do to say, how can we help them so they don't have to think so much about the financial aspects and say, you know what, if I have to pick between a meal and, you know, pursuing my dream, I'm going to have to take care of myself. Um, there's a platform called Fashion Illustration Africa, which I'm part of. Yeah. And I'm very, very proud of it because it's a platform basically that's just dedicated to promoting illustrators that are of African descent and in diaspora. Now, this doesn't mean it's like a black only space. We can't talk about other illustrators, but it is to equip illustrators that are of African descent to say, look, here are other illustrators from Singapore, from, from the UK, everywhere else. And they're thriving and their ecosystems are supporting them. We want to make sure that this happens in, in Africa as well. So this will entail the Fashion Week supporting us. This will entail the foundation supporting us. It will entail the website supporting us. Just like what you're doing now is so amazing. I mean, when I got the email, I was like, they want to talk to me, why? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's, it's lovely. It shows that somebody appreciates what you're doing. So I think little things like this is the next step. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, this is how we do it, you know, get together on a platform, link up, connect and and yeah, yeah really inspire. And what I also see is um, there has been less visibility because for us over mm. here in Germany, wow. I mean, I don't know how many, um, you know, artists of African descent coming from Germany. You know what I mean? Wow, true. Yeah. Well, I, was, I, I was actually having a think. You know, I, and we have actually also a great illustrator who's, um, you know, um, based here in Germany, you know, Diana Ejaita. And people are just always oh, I know like, her. I know her. Yeah, you know, oh, I love her work. And um, Amazing. So Amazing. this is the thing, you know, the visibility, because um, it's, it's such a great time. And what you already also say mm. with social media, this is a platform. I mean, oh, social yes. media allowed us to show what we have and definitely also to show our African perspective. Yeah. How do we see our realities? Because True. it was always told by others and now we can tell our reality. You know, we can tell our story and be out there and really um, also celebrate our heritage. And this is what I find so beautiful. That's why illustration, um, for me also, it took some time until I, I also really, not that I didn't give it value, but for me, I was having, okay, design yeah. in mind, you know, and, um, and then, that's okay, it. that's it, you know. But then to realize, no, fashion illustration or illustration itself, you know, it can give so much more to the brand because it can give the yeah. brand a whole story a face. So um, what was exactly. actually your first um, commissioned artwork? Let me think back now. Wow. I think <laughs> actually it's such a, it feels like such a long time ago, but it was, they're not a brand now. They never, I don't think they ever took it forward, but it was a pair of, I think it was sisters who were starting a brand and it was called NYLA. Mm. And they had, they had really lovely designs as well. And it was based on like, 
you know, from Egypt and like Cleopatra and that sort of empowerment narrative. And it was about 10 illustrations. I think it was paid some like 150 quid or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was, but to me, it was huge. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed it. They were lovely, uh, but they, they never did take it forward. So I don't think the brand came to be. But that was my first experience. And just to see people go, wow, you really understand what I'm saying. Oh, I can see that. I, we could see the clothes from their description become something on paper. And then, you know, obviously it can be carried on to factories or whatever. And it, I mean, literally, if you think about the fact that somebody sketches every single thing we're wearing, every yeah. single thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's the technical aspect. And that's what's lovely about illustration. There's, there's, the, there's the design aspect. There's the fine art aspect where you have, you know, it's, it's, for, it's like decorative, it's for your walls, it's for wherever it is. And then you also have the commercial aspect and advertising. You know, there's books. This yeah. illustration is everywhere. It's just that we don't, we don't make the connections in our minds as to, oh, that's what that is. I mean, animation is still illustration. It's just moving illustration. You know, so I think I think it's it's the sort of thing where we just need to really open up our minds to how how necessary we are, and then we start to value ourselves more. True, so true. And can you also tell us what is actually your favorite artwork you've done? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> that's a hard one. Why? Oh, you can tell us your favorites. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, I'd be biased because it, 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 I think you tie a real milestone. Um, it, even if it wasn't your best work, you just like it because it was a moment that you were like, wow, this is great. Um, so for me, definitely the, the Vogue Arabia September cover um, artwork. It was all over the malls. You know, it was, it was on social media. It was really lovely as well um, to be asked to do something like that. Um, we also did an illustrated map. So basically it was like um, they were doing lots of giveaways. So in the Dubai Mall and the Mall of the Emirates, Everybody had the map. It was completely illustrated um, with what every store in the mall, and it's a huge mall, what every store was doing, the different activations, the celebrities that were turning up. So it was such a, and the team was really lovely as well. I think that's why it was such a pleasant experience in my mind. And yeah. they were just, I mean, the way they appreciated the fact that they had, oh, we're so glad you're doing this. Oh, we love your work. That's great. It makes you feel happy when you're doing it and you're appreciated on top of that. So for me, that's one that really sticks out in my mind. Um, and I think a, a more recent one would be, um, there's an amazing designer called Jennifer Shamandi, And we've been working together, I think, since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, she's um, of Lebanese origin, but she's um, obviously a, a British designer. Yeah. And she has the most amazing shoes. And I got the opportunity to sketch her shoes and it was um, displayed in Harrods, you know, so basically you could see my sketch and you could see the actual shoes. And it, it, it was just a lovely experience to go there. And see. I think that's the first time I really seen consumers consuming my work. So it was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Was, oh, are you the illustrator? And people are kind of just appreciating your work in real time. It was great. <laughs> wow. so, yeah, those are two things that stand out to me. And then British Vogue this year was was a was a big one for me because living in the UK as well to be appreciated by the indigenous folk here. Yeah, was great. It was great. Yeah. Tell us how was it? I mean, when you received it, you were like, "Whoa!" I was quite surprised. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, because I think I think um, for a lot of people, especially if you love fashion, you know, as a little girl or a little boy. Um, Vogue is is the 
magazine of choice and it's sort of just ingrained in your mind that you know it's top so um i have to say thank you to vanessa kingori she's the publisher of vogue and um that's why i said instagram is an amazing tool can we just get some pops to instagram <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like look i'm, I'm going to be honest with you i would be lying if i did not say that instagram has been instrumental to any success that i've had i mean i thank god for everything but wow. instagram has wow. been quite the tool why um even jennifer shmadi i was speaking about how did i meet her social media vogue arabia how did they find my work instagram um vanessa kingori as well i was doing a series sometimes i like to step out of the cans and do something just for me just something i love to sketch because sometimes you can get very you know just working for somebody else and you're you're not really pushing yourself creatively so from time to time i'll do something that's not a commission i just felt like sketching that yeah. and then i um i did some portraits about you know powerful women or women oh, i wow. thought were doing amazing things in the uk and she was one of them because i mean naturally she's she, she's had a lot of firsts um first female publisher in i think the 120 something year history definitely the first woman of color so um i did a portrait of her and i sketched her and she was so kind and you know appreciating it and saying oh you know i love this artwork and i thought that was it it was just great to be appreciated yeah um and then a few months she came back and um yeah and she basically said um what well, i didn't know at the time that basically she wanted to have um me participate in that at all so the team got in contact with my amazing agent Eunice Olumide who's a supermodel of scottish origin um and together collaboratively we worked on the on the artwork and i think it was a really tight deadline as well so you're like okay this is what you cannot mess this up <laughs> so i mean it was it was great though to have that support system and she um i think one thing i love about the new british vogue is and i call it the new british vogue because i think when edward ellenfall came in yeah. he really started to make some systemic changes and yes. i think nobody knew was needed until yeah. they saw it happen mm-hmm. um and so you know I, I you probably would never have seen I'm just a I'm a freelancer really. So you yeah. probably have seen the established person being churned out over and over again just the same illustrators we keep seeing. Yes. But now they're literally picking people from their little studios and saying you know what we'll put you on this platform. So yeah. um I think that's laudable that's amazing and I think also as people of color we see that and we aspire to more. Yes, yes, this is what was always missing because the variety, this is what makes it, you know. It's so important to have a variety and just yeah, be interested in different um outcomes because yes. this also um what I always uh, preach somehow, you know, like um you have yeah, different people with different experiences, different backgrounds uh-huh. and this is what makes it so beautiful at the end of the day. Yeah. and um this also how how we work here on fashion africa now i mean if i think of it yes. interns um who have been working with us you know from oh, all wow. over the place you know and it was so engaging because they got to learn something about contemporary african fashion they met yeah. different different um uh like-minded um interns and some of them they you know became friends linked up that's what i was about Life, yeah. lifelong friendships really it, it, i think that's amazing absolutely you know and i was like okay you know this is what can come out of it as well you know so it can grow something new and um from there i'm like um yeah we need uh to connect definitely more and exchange that's the thing it's the connectivity 
Yeah. It's the connectivity. And what you're saying, I think it just harks back to that question you asked about what are we doing about this? Yeah. It's exactly what you're doing. It just may be in a different space in the media space. But what you're doing is you're giving people who would be isolated, creating in their own little silos, their own little pods. And then you say, okay, let's all come and collaborate together. And then you're all working together. And she can say, oh, you can do that. And if I ever get maybe a job where I say, oh, I'd love to collaborate with somebody who's really good with video. Oh, yeah, I remember her. We, we all can see each other. And I think um, for fashion illustration and what I was talking about, the platform Fashion Illustration Africa, it's about, I realized, because I, I used to check maybe um, hashtags on Instagram and say, Black Illustrator. And I just thought, apart from, you know, the Nigerian illustrators, you know, the Ghanaian ones, on a global scale, on a global um, level, can we name one illustrator that will say, that's the superstar, that's the Black Illustrator that everybody knows? If you go to Australia, which is a continent, everybody knows Megan Hess. Europe, mm-hmm. everybody knows David Downton. You know Nuno da Costa. I could reel them off. There's so many. If you went to Asia, you know, there's um, Alex Tang, who's an amazing artist. Yeah. But when you come back to Africa, you're like, oh, wow. I know. Oh, I like that talented girl. I like, but if you, name, if you name them to somebody else, they go, oh, I don't know them. Exactly. Because there's, there's, no, there's no opportunities. There's no, you know, platforms created on purpose to 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 promote this artwork to promote this and to especially for the younger ones to say look you don't have to do that typical nine to five so right same over here i mean also with designers when we started up to today mm-hmm. you, you 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 know all French, British, American designers, but when it comes to African designers, you can maybe name That's true. Two. That's true. You know. But um it's mm. about yeah, knowledge sharing and, and really, <laughs> you know, bringing it out there. That's why um do you also um work with um fashion designers from from uh, um, different African countries or do you also try to somehow link up um with them so you can you know yeah i see what you um i think to a large extent i've not i've not had that opportunity i'm going i'm going to be very honest um i've had interactions with them and they are really lovely in terms of um there's some people lda in nigeria um there are a few brands that i've sort of you know just kind of insta chats and things like that but in terms of really working with African brands, I think it's still part of the issue where the illustrators kind of hidden, they're kind of part of the staff. They're not really um, a personality of their own, which is fine because that's also a job. If you're an in-house illustrator, you shouldn't be um, um, showcasing your work or anything like that. But I would love to work with, um, it's funny how you mentioned Maxosa and all the other designers. I think, what you know what you said, um, you'd know two major designers. Even that that number would be based on the country you come from. Yeah. So a Nigerian would say, oh, this person and that person. A South African would mention somebody closer to their region is so polarized. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really one of my goals because I think that illustration, if you're working as an illustrator, you have to have a design mind to a large extent, you have to have some sort of design mind as well. If you notice that a lot of the younger ones coming up are designer illustrators, a lot of them can do both jobs. Um, But I've not had that opportunity, to be honest. And that's something I'm really good. I hope to pursue in 
2021 to really work with African designers. And I think so much can be achieved. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. We're out here ready to connect. Is there some you already have in mind you would really love to work with? Oh, yeah. Um, I think in terms of, like, I'm, I'm just going to go off the top of my head in terms of the the brands that I really love in terms of what they're doing. There's a lady called Nkwa. Love, yes. love, love what they're doing. Oh, she's my love. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So great. I love that. I yeah. mean, I, it's so creative what they're doing. So yeah, definitely um, would love to work with them. Um, Max Oso is somebody I really love. The patterns, when I see it, it's just, yeah. and the fact that the way it's made, how true it is to his culture. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really inspirational. Um, from Nigeria, I really love Lisa, Lisa Folawio. Yeah. I think she's amazing as well. So, I mean, there's really nobody I'd say I don't want to work with. <laughs> there's so many of them. There's new people coming up. There's Emmy Tazbit, you know, there's Diara Blue. There's, I mean, you could name. Um, Shakudo is another footwear brand that I'm really loving yeah. at the moment. I did a sketch not too long ago of yeah. their mules. So I'm so excited about what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing a real renaissance, I think, for African fashion in a way that's not, I don't think it's been done like this before, where it's all about us. We are the creative source. And um, what you were saying about telling the, you know, having control of the narrative where we're not the, we're not the, um, the object, we're the subject. So I'm talking about my illustration. I'm, you know, sketching, you know, Africans through my own lens, the way I see myself. So important, you know, and I think the fashion scene is, is, um, it's really a helping hand to the illustration industry as well, because we, we work hand in hand. And so hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, totally. So right. And yeah, it's it's a new handwriting, I would also say, because since, you know, we have been, I mean, this year has been crazy, pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement, oh. you know. So, um, and realizing, you know, that this system is, is really um, having issues and it needs to be looked at. And um, I think, yeah, art is a tool, uh, fashion is a tool, uh, music um, to really um, reshape and restructure and, you know, just somehow. Minds. Yeah, you know, bring minds, exactly. And um, from your perspective, being in in London, I mean, how do you also see um, the fact um, that, um, yeah, visibility representation is um mm. is is not really um taking place in the creative industry how have your yeah. experiences been as a you know black woman when i think about that it's really funny how a lot of the work that i've done has been from the middle east <laughs> it's i don't i live permanently here in the uk so it's not like oh um, I, you know, somehow I, I live in Dubai as well or whatnot. But I think it shows how much the world it really is a global village right now. So I've been in the UK, but I'm going to be honest with you, apart from the uh, what we've discussed about British Vogue and some other things, Jennifer Shmandi, some other designers, a lot of my work does not come from where I live yes. at all. 
Wow. Um, so yeah, right now I'm working with somebody in France. I'm working with um, the, and a, another job in the Middle East as well. Um, I'm collaborating a lot more with um, African storytellers. So that's writers and authors. But if you're talking about the United Kingdom, I've not had, I mean, in my opinion, I've not had a great deal of success in terms of working with the, um, the designers and the brands here. Um, and it's not been bad in, in, in that sense because I'm seeing success outside of the continent. But I think we've, we've gone so far past, you know, it has to be where you live. It, it can really come from anywhere. And we see people moving to the areas where, um, their success is. Um, but I also think that here in the United Kingdom, there's been a lot of changes that needed to happen, needed to happen. Um, we've had a difficult summer in terms of all the things that happened, especially if you're a person of color. It was, it was emotionally charged. It was very strange. And I think we saw the art reflect that. A lot of people started to have literally personal therapy through their artwork. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example of how um, it, it will take the the door. The, is it the doorkeepers? Is it the gatekeepers? We call them now the people in strategic positions to change the narrative and to say, you know, well, you're welcome here. So for British Vogue, there was a, in the in the brief there was a specific um, instruction to say, look, we want to see a diverse range of what beauty is. So there was a hijabi in the in the illustration, there was um, um, an Asian, there was an African, mm. a dark-skinned African, beautifully radiant, her, 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 her melanin. You know, I, and I enjoyed doing that. She's actually one of my favorite characters um, that I've done. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there was, there was um, um, a blonde, there was... So it's, it, there's nothing wrong with all the different types of beauty. But it's the fact that if you don't see yourself represented in these spaces, you think you're not welcome there. Um, and I think I'm a very private person, to be honest. And I really like this. It was a podcast. So you, know, you see my voice and that's it. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I mean, in, in, it, with my friends and people who know me, yes, I'm very chatty. Yes, I'm very um, friendly. But I don't, I've not ever gotten really comfortable with even social media. And so, so I don't tend to put myself out there. Um, and then I think I got a wake up call this year when someone commented and said, oh, I really love your work. I thought you were a man. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you know what, Ega? You have to put yourself out there a little bit more. Yeah, so I actually tried to do a bit, a few more stories, you know, and come on and be like, hi, everyone. You know, this is me. But um, regarding the work, I just had earlier on, this was in this year, it's about three years ago, I made sure I put my profile picture to show that I am a person of color. You'd be surprised how many people will contact me. Hi, Yega, we want you to do this job. But they don't, it's not a racist thing. It's just a, I don't know if it's, a, it's the way their mind is conditioned. They, they don't expect me to be black. So they're like, oh, oh, I don't know. You're black. You're black. You <laughs> not know? even like, oh, no, I don't like you because you're black, but I'm surprised. <laughs> so it's because there, there's not a lot of black women in creative spaces you yeah. know, in, in doing these kinds of jobs, all the people that I look up to who are illustrators, and as I mentioned, most of them are Caucasian, few of them, a few of them are Asian, but yeah. I don't have a black illustrator to look up to. I don't. 
Yeah. So yeah. for a lot of us who are doing this, it's uncharted territory where we had to just say, you know what, let's try. Exactly. On on the space, sister, you know, this is exactly the point. So true, so true what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that you're there, you know, because you're now a role model. So the next generation can, so. yeah, really look up to and say, hey, she did it. So it's possible, you know, and <laughs> um, yeah, so we can do it as well. And I can imagine it's yeah. not always easy to cope with this, you know, like getting um. this reactions oh we thought you were yeah. right you know um but yeah there you can see you know it's because of yeah we are not yet enough in certain positions um That's it. this is it you know That's because exactly yeah the talent is there but it's just we're not in the positions and um i think this is really something now what is also discussed a lot over here in germany since you know mm -hmm. um the whole debate is out there institutional structural racism you know, yeah. how to not only be a diverse, but also include and and represent. Because, um, of course, companies are, are diverse, but who is sitting in mm. what kind of position? And um, yes. who is making, at the end of the day, the decisions, you know? That's so this is something, um, yeah, that's why I'm so <laughs> curious also to see what is coming next from you you have some mm. projects lining up something you can talk about because what you have been doing so far is so cool <laughs> thank you thank you i mean um i think it's always good to have dreams that you have um because a lot of the things that i didn't even speak out i've seen them just happen you know, and, and that's part of, I think, a great, a great deal of it is also living outside of Africa, because then you just you're closer to the opportunity. Let's be honest. You know, you, um, talent is only helped when there's opportunity. And I've been able to have that kind of merging. Um, but I mean, there's still a lot of things I would love to do. Um, I don't think I've ever done a magazine cover before. That's one. That's one major thing for me. Never done the cover. It's always sort of just been working with the magazine or inside or whatever, but never the cover. So, um, and I think for every illustrator, that's like the dream. It's like an illustrated magazine cover. That would be lovely. Um, but I'm also really focusing on 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 books. Oh, wow. um, and that's targeted to um, the younger ones. I've done um, a book this year as well, focused on on, you know, black boys because i think we've seen so much in the feminine space they sort of get forgotten you know um i think with all the things that's happened it's so important as well so i enjoyed illustrating that children's book but in terms of the fashion scene um coffee table books is is going to be big i think um on my list of, of to do's and i'm in talks with a few people you know who are like-minded and i'm excited at what could happen because i think that we need to have that literature there literature by us to us you know that we can always read and, and it, it becomes almost a piece of history it becomes something you can refer to and when i look at illustrators from back then in your opening vogue from 1932 when you can see what it looked like because you can see what they were wearing you could see what their cultural sense was at that time yeah in a sense as writers are um you know encapsulating culture in their words we're encapsulating culture in pictures. We write in pictures. So what I'm doing now is going to be fundamentally important to my daughter, who's also 
very art inclined. She does love to sketch as well. Um, and she just sees me doing that. And she thinks she knows it's a job now because I'm doing it. You so know, um, she yeah. didn't have to wait till she was growing up to know that it's a job. So um, I think it's those little things. I think I'm really more focused now. I'm not going to say legacy, but I'm focused now on what are you doing so that these hurdles don't have to be, you yeah. know, re is it reclimbed or <laughs> I don't know the word to use, but I just want to make sure that I'm giving somebody else, you know, a reference point that's positive. Yeah. And if we're all doing that in individual spaces, I mean, I think it's going to be great. So definitely more editorial work. Mm. Um, merchandising is also something I'm interested in. When I say merchandising, I really mean my art on products. Yeah. So working, working with um, wallpaper companies, walking, I mean, whatever it might be, just something creative. That's not the norm. It's not what I've been doing. I want something new. I, I'm not going to hold back and say, oh, well, that maybe that's not really traditional. I, I'm, I'm hoping to do a lot more exciting things. Wow. Sounds good. Yes. <laughs> absolutely wow and yeah we're also about to come to an end what oh. we yeah you know time <laughs> what we always do on fashion africa now podcast we have at the end two key questions and yeah. the first question is what does fashion mean to you oh um that's a deep question for me i think fashion is fashion is is identity it really is if we take, if you remove all the um, brands and the name brands and the name tags, how you dress, literally people can sort of get a, a little bit about who you are from the way you're dressed. It's identity. And um, fashion is not just what we see, you know, on the pages of, of magazines. It's, I mean, it's the cultures in Africa. We had our fashion. And I think we see it more often when, you know, you get to a wedding and you see the way the bride is dressed. That's the fashion of the people. So fashion for me is identity. It's the way I express myself. And it's something I genuinely enjoy because for me, it's, it's a means of speaking without speaking, um, even in my personal life and in my own day-to-day -day wardrobe. And I've seen as I've changed as a person, my fashion has changed as well. So it's something I think is so important for you to have as a, as a way of, of speaking about themselves, identifying themselves. All right. Thank you. And the second question, how do you define your role in this movement? Oh, uh, will that be the illustration movement? Good one. <laughs> yeah, you could choose your movement. We are in many. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I mean, there's so many movements, just as you're saying. There's the illustration movement. There's the illustration in Africa as a movement. There's also um, the movement that is empowering black creatives you know in global spaces and giving us you know that opportunity to also contribute to the conversation so I think what I'm trying to do is be my best authentic self in terms of how I create things and what my artwork looks like um, I'm also trying to make sure that I'm connected to I mean if you say your roots it's it sounds really cliche but um, I'm really focused on what Africa is going to look like in the next 30 years. And I think we're at a point where it's really time to start directing that narrative on purpose. So it's all about networking. It's all about supporting one another, if you can. Um, and I think where I see myself is really, as we're still in the pioneering stage. Let's be honest. A lot of it is still the beginning stages 
the nitty gritty, the building blocks, making sure that there's a real fashion ecosystem that works. And I have to, you know, applaud all the people who have been doing that for years now, the fashion weeks, the, the, the brands who were doing it even before there was Instagram to help. These are the people that, you know, we applaud. And in the illustration um, industry, it's about those of us who have had some sort of, you know, opportunity or success. It's about making sure that you use your visibility to create opportunities for others. So whether it's Fashion Illustration Africa, whether it's, um, you know, recommending somebody I know for a job, it's just about making sure you are um, creating opportunities for others and you're, you're supporting others. And that's how we rise, I think. Great. Amazing. Beautiful. I love it. This was good. Oh, man. <laughs> Dead time. You're so easy to talk to, by the way. It's very easy to talk to. So Thank I enjoyed myself. You. Yeah, this is good. When you enjoy. So we need to think of another round. Yes. Or oh, when I'll be in the UK, we shall definitely oh. should meet. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, you, you, I'd, I'd love that. It'd be great. So just let me know. Cool. Oh, for you out there, I was speaking to Yega, who's based in UK. It was amazing. We enjoyed it. And um, yeah, look up for her and um, check out the platform, Fashion Illustration Africa. Just be there. She's around. And this is it. Fashion Africa, our podcast. Thank you, Yega. Bye, everyone. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Fashion Africana Podcast. We humbly ask you to respect our intellectual property. We want to leave you inspired, informed, educated, connected. This is who we are. Fashion Africana Podcast. Get in touch with us on fashionafricanow.com.